Sports Vendors Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2, the NHL 2022-23 Preview and Prediction Show with Maddie and Smitty, brought to you on the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL and PHF news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at inside underscore the underscore rink and download the new Inside the Rink app to get everything on the website right on your phone. And now Smitty has a quick word from show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and NFL betting lines up for their 28th year of live betting. Sign up at BetUS.com with the promo code RINK for 125% sign-up bonus. Again, that is BETUS.com. And use the promo code RINK for your sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet. You win. You get paid. BetUS.com. And Smitty got paid very recently using the BetUS app. I took UConn on the money line and won big. Their first Division wow. One, <laughs> first uh, Division yeah. FBS or whatever FCS or whatever the hell win in three years, <laughs> pulled it out against Fresno yeah. State and and it paid me off pretty large. I wow. I will say so. Very nice, that, very nice. The Bet US app. Gambling world, a a hunch. Yeah, and because uh, not winning in three years, and then winning, and then winning. Sudden. Yeah, that was a good one. That yeah, for you. you bet you get paid. <laughs> BetUS.com. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> you are going to get paid, and, and well deserved. Yeah. Uh, tonight, the Bruins' well deserved victory, five to four, over the New York Rangers, the second to last preseason game which can't end soon enough no in my eyes. yeah we need but, some real uh, hockey th- this yeah. was uh this was a pretty good night for the bruins after you know some sloppy you know, sloppy first period three to one uh deficit but then the check line the checks mix line whatever you want to call it chechnya line dominant. yeah pretty dominant and that's yeah. a good sign of things to come yeah, that line was was dynamic. I mean, it really was. Uh, Pasternak looked a little rusty in the first period. The line really wasn't uh, clicking. But I tell you what, in the second period, they came out and it looked like Pasta and, and Krejci had that chemistry that they've had all along, playing with uh, on some of the Czech national teams. And, and you add Zaga to the mix, who brings a, a speed and a, and a shooting element, also a big body, which I think will help that line a little bit. So... Um, yeah, really, really uh, good. I mean, it's one game, but uh, mm. you know, something to be excited about if you're uh, if you're a Bruins fan for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and an interesting dilemma if it does pan out that they are a dominant line, because at full strength, you may have to see Taylor Hall at left wing on the third line. Yeah, and I think. Honestly, I think that might not be a bad thing for the Bruins. I mean, obviously, you know, if if that line's clicking, that's good. And then you want to keep Marchand and Bergeron together. So that's good. Um, But you add Hall, who's kind of a playmaker, to a guy like Smith who shoots first. I think they could develop some chemistry. And then you have a big body in Coyle who can possess the puck. So uh, I really think that line might be able to... And you get a weaker defensive matchup, too, as a third line. So I think that's a line that could really do some damage... And you may even be able to um, to to scale back the minutes a little bit on some of the other lines if you have a third line that's that's uh, going with you know those guys. Absolutely, and I think if you we'll talk about the fourth line uh, and the capability of the fourth line and who that might be in a bit. But you know your fourth line 
I mean, there's some jobs to be had there and some battles and some really good, healthy competition there. So you have some, some decent depth, I guess, at least right now. And uh, right. a lot of different guys who could step in. And so you have some good problems to have down the road, as long as Marshan's back healthy. And, um, and, and then you'll have a, if you have a, you know, your full unit in that's, that's uh, this team has a pretty good roster this year and it's a better team on paper already than it was last year, in my opinion. I mean, you have Zaka in there uh, as a big upgrade, I think from Holly, even though Holly had a pretty good year for them. I mean, he's younger. You saw it tonight, a, a snipe goal and a really good uh, individual effort from him, mm-hmm. sealing the puck, going in, sniping the goal. And that's the type of talent he has. And that's uh, that's certainly a big upgrade. Um, and, of course, you have uh, Krejci. You, know, you have Krejci. And Krejci uh, is, a, is a huge, <laughs> is you know, and, and the people who thought that Eric Holler was was okay and they could get by with it, like a guy like Eric Holler, and he did some yeoman's work. I mean, I, I, I can't, I mean, I, I respect what he did and had a good year. He did. But man, David Krejci just a better centerman and a, and a much better playmaker. One of the, one of the best playmakers the Bruins have had. Yeah, absolutely. To be honest. Absolutely. And, uh, he's, he's, uh, you know, and he'll just set up some of those guys who score goals for them. And it's a really good addition for them for sure. Um, all right. Seven chirps time sponsored by Lops Brewing. Lops is a brewery and tasting room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. It's open seven days a week and you can use the coupon code sports to get 10% off your online order. So go to lopsbrewing.com and also follow them at Lops Brewing for new beers and events. And chirp number one, you can add Jakob's Borrell to the Fire Cassidy camp because he is so much happier uh, now that Cassidy is gone, that little gremlin, that, that grouch <laughs> Cassidy. Uh, he was a little meanie. And now Zaboral has, has talked about how much uh, more fun he's having at the rink and yada, yada, similar to Carlo, similar to, you Debrusque. know, uh, Debrusque. Studnika. This goes on and on. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's uncanny. Now, you know, we talked about this last year, whether or not, we thought Cassidy lost to Roman. We both agreed that we really didn't think so. We just thought that the shelf life had ended. But now I'm thinking he did. I mean, yeah, I it certainly it certainly yeah, appears as though he lost the room. And yeah. and you know, the the more people that step forward, the you know, the more evidence there is that it that it in fact did happen. I don't think it was just the message getting old. I think his personality or the way he was delivering the message got old, and and he lost the room because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's evidenced by the fact that Krejci was gone. Now he's back. DeBrusque rescinded his trade request. Everybody's coming out now and saying how much fun they're having at the rink and they're having a great time. And everybody's, you know, singing Kumbaya and Sweet Caroline. And <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, rainbow, <laughs> rainbows and, and, and unicorns over there now. Like yeah, everybody's yeah, just yeah. having a blast. So, uh, you know. I think that that can only help, though, as as far as how the Bruins play this year. You know, if you're having fun going to the rink and doing your job, you're going to play better, I think. So, uh, you know, in the end, it's it's a good move uh, for the Bruins. Uh, I like the hiring of Montgomery, and, and, you know, we wish Cassidy luck in Vegas. 
Yeah, and Montgomery is, you know, by all accounts, a softer kind of voice in there, and it's good for the younger guys, and I'm sure the veteran guys who I don't think Cassidy really get on all that much, but at least they don't have to listen to Cassidy screaming at their teammates. Right. And, uh, you know, so I guess it's just the, the morale is better. I mean, it's the beginning of the year. Yeah. Wait for the first three or four game losing streak. Exactly. And, and wait for a guy to get healthy scratched and pissed off and all that, and then it all comes back again. But right now, I think it's a better vibe for sure for the young guys, especially uh, chart number two for fourth rinder, Don's luck. Mellis is headed to UMass and uh, Matt Poitras Patois. Is it Patois? They were calling him Patois. Uh, yeah. I mean, who Holy knows? Smokes. What the hell is that? Yeah. Uh, but Matt Poitras uh, is back to the OHL and has scored a couple of goals already and looks pretty good down there. Well, I mean, that's a good sign. Uh, yeah, it's always a good that's... sign when, when the prospects uh, produce. And I'll deliver. tell you what, just in the last month or two, the prospects have taken a real, like, skyrocket north. Like, they really, like, it's. it almost seems as though every prospect has a, at least Im- either improved or has had some sort of highlight or has shown something more than they did before. It's almost to a man, like, and I'm not talking one or two, I'm talking like a dozen. Right. We hear like guys are like Riley Duran is a Providence and playing really well again. And, you know, just a lot of guys who just uh, are, are all of a sudden on the map when it comes to prospects. And I'd be interested to see halfway through the year or wherever they, they, uh, yeah. they update the prospect pools where they would fall. Yeah. I know? think it is. I think it is um, mid season. So it'll be interesting to see when when the those reports come out mid season where where the Bruins fall. And it and it may be that the guys have taken a step forward. Um but it also may be that we don't see other teams and we don't see other prospect pools and say, Oh yeah, those those guys have taken a step forward, but this other team's prospects have been doing that all along. Right. So right. like right. right. So our guys went from thirty two to twenty seven. Right. And then there's right. other people that are still, you know, towards the top of the league. So um, it'll be interesting to see where uh, where that all shakes out. But I, I do like to see, you know, some of these guys starting to produce and, and uh, you know, maybe the Bruins have hit on a few of these picks and, and uh, some of that stuff will pan out for them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, number three, Spencer Knight signs an extension three years, 13 and a half million. Uh, what does it mean for Jeremy Swayman? And should it be a concern for Boston, who has some cap space, but it's going to be chewed up re- really quickly by Pasternak and Swayman? Uh, I don't, I don't know if it's really that big of a concern. I think that's kind of a bridge-ish deal for for uh, Knight. So, um, and goalies, it doesn't seem like are getting paid as much as they used to get. No, you know, they're not they getting north of ten million anymore, really. It no. seems, unless you're, you know, Vasilevsky or somebody like that. That's, you know, an elite, elite goaltender. Maybe Shostakin will uh, when he gets mm-hmm. his new deal. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't feel like it's going to be that big of an issue for the Bruins. It, you know, it also depends on how he plays. It, does he play his way into, you know, being the clear cut number one, and is he? You know the guy, the go-to guy. Does he start the playoffs? You know how? What kind of playoffs does he have? You know all those things come into account, and the fact that the salary cap uh, is going to go up substantially in in a couple of years. So 
Um, even if you do sign them to a deal that's similar to that, I don't know if it's really that that big of a deal. And and you mm. probably are looking to keep him because he's a young goaltender. You know, obviously he needs to play well, but you're looking to keep him long term. I think. Yeah, I, I do, and I think at some point you'll you'll probably move on from Allmark, uh, and maybe yeah. have a a guy like. Uh, Kincaid or Kaiser or someone step in this backup role or, uh, or find another guy, Mm -hmm. but uh, you can't have two guys making 10 million bucks, two goaltenders making 10 million bucks there. So, um, so I think that you'll probably see that happen as long as Swayman can continue to show that he can be a number one goaltender. Um, All right. Number four, (laughs) this has been quite a couple of days for young Oscar Steen. Yeah. Uh, he was waived. He was. And then went through unclaimed. Unclaimed. Uh, to much of the delight of several Bruins fans who thought that the Bruins were going to lose him. Mm-hmm. Uh, potential dilemma on the fourth line, as we talked about, what should it look like? Uh, and maybe people can relax now that Steen <laughs> is back in Providence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I, I don't get the uproar about it. Uh, should he be an NHL player? Maybe. Um, you know, should you, should you rue the day if they lost them? Not really. I mean, he's gotten some time at the NHL level. He hasn't particularly impressed at the NHL level, or he would still be at the NHL level. Uh, he would be one of the guys already on the team that has a job, uh, but he doesn't. So he hasn't done what he's needed to do. He didn't have a great preseason at all. He scored one shorthanded goal, was a tap-in. It was off a great play by Kopanen. It had nothing to do with him except for driving the net, you know. So it wasn't like he created the chance. He just skated to the front of the net, put his stick out, and, and you know, put the puck in. Uh, you know, even a guy who's not a great player, a great skater, can do that. So, um you know, other than that one play, he, he really hasn't had any highlights in the preseason positively. So, um, he hasn't had a good camp. So I don't, I completely agree with the decision to, to wave him. He hasn't earned a spot. I, there's been other guys that have played better. Greer's played better. McLaughlin's played better. Wagner's played better. Um, and so I don't see any problem with it. And maybe he'll go down and, and he'll light up the AHL and somebody will get hurt and he'll come up and he'll do great. And I'll have to say, you know, oh, thank God for Oscar Steen. I'm, I'm so glad we didn't lose him. But uh, that's not happening today. <laughs> no. no. The, the asset management thing, like, this guy is not an asset. An AHO player is not an asset to the organization. It's a guy that's sort of interchangeable guy. He's is, is, is replaceable guy. And that's what Oscar Steen is right now. He's played 23 NHL games. He has what? I don't know, a couple of goals or he just, he hasn't, he's been, it's been six years since he was drafted. Like, what are we waiting? We, we heard the same thing with Anton bleed. Can't get rid of bleed. You're kidding me. Like what bleed brings to the table. Well, what exactly is that? Because Oscar Steen has not done anything. I can't think in my head of a highlight or a game where I saw, where I thought that Steen was like, wow, he really made a difference. He really, and you've talked about the whole, you, br- you better bring something elite to the table. What does Oscar Steen do at a high-end level? Do you do you know? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you what I he don't does know. at a high-end level. So that just leads me to believe that he's another 4A guy right. that they didn't draft well. And here's the other thing, and I tweeted this out you know, yesterday. You know, for, the, for a team that has a 30-second prospect pool in out of 32, every single prospect that they're going to move on from 
is like death to, to Bruins fans. Like a bleed can't be moved. Stadnika, oh don't don't put him on waivers. Oh Sinitian never got a chance. Oh, that oh, was Jesus. I was gonna bring that up actually. Yeah. Sinition. It's it's like chance. the same Always. thing. The same thing happened with Sinition. Like, oh, he he. Why didn't he ever get a chance at the NHL? He just signed with the ECHL or something. The Utica Comets of fucking in the in the AHL. Like right. he's just signed a minor league deal minor to play deal. as a minor league free agent. He is at the last straw right now. So this let's let's just let's just relax a little bit on the Oscar Steen. You know, up in arms over we can't lose him. And and see see what happens with him, and see what happens with the guys who actually make the team. Thirty one teams had a chance. They did, and passed on him. Passed. So you can't tell me that the guy has any value. He has a two year deal at eight hundred k a year. Yeah. His contract is basically minimum. Right. It's basically nothing. Yeah. So if he was anything, any type of asset, someone would have gotten him. Yeah. You have him for two years at 800K. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't, why wouldn't Arizona, if he was any good, why wouldn't Arizona pick him up and put him on one of the team, one of the lines and play him in the, in the, uh, in the NHL at a minimum salary for two years. You got him for two years at 800K. Yes, Seattle, Philadelphia, yeah. terrible. I mean, there's a bunch teams. of bad teams out there, and this yeah. guy goes through, and nobody picks him. Nobody picks him, and I can't believe the people on Twitter. Like, boy, thank God, Steen went got through waivers. Thank God, like, thirty one teams passed. <laughs> like, they didn't want him. Unbelievable. All right, uh, number five. Jim Montgomery is experimenting with a five forward power play unit. How do you feel about this? I don't mind it at all, honestly. Really? Okay. Uh, as long as it's situational. So if, yeah. if you get a power play in the third period and you're up by a goal, I don't want five forwards out there. No, no. I mean, I know, I know you're trying to score a goal and, and win the game, but you have to be somewhat responsible with it. So as long as it's not, as long as it's, he's situational with it and he, and he picks his spots and it's you know early in the game or when you got a five on three or whatever it is, um, yeah, I'm all for let's let's load up, let's score goals. The power play was a liability last year, so having Krejci back number one is going to help for sure because uh, he can for pass sure. the puck with the best of them yeah. um, and just manipulate space and time and just has great vision. So that's going to help. Uh, so you get him out there with playmakers and shooters, and and I'm I'm uh, I'm all for it. Let's score more goals. I'm all in. Yeah. Yeah, Let's do yeah. it. One hundred percent more goal. Now, you know, like you said, I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna be caught naked on the back end and giving up short. No, no, no. If that if that starts to happen, then obviously you gotta pull back. And the Bruins haven't been great um with giving up shorthanded goals like sure. they you know bad pinches on the power play and bad entries and so forth but having Krejci back tonight you could even see it just some of the some of the entries were just so smooth it was like right. a little a little pass here a little pass there i saw a few little passes from fabian lysella like that's an nhl pass like it's a right. it was a very small thing like he gets it a guy's coming to hit him. It's just a little chip backhand pass up the boards. A guy gets it, right. and he's into the zone. Just small yeah. little things like that. You're like, okay, that kid has NHL talent because you can just see he thinks the game. He knows where the space is. Right. He, he knows where guys are going. You know, it, it it's it's <laughs> hockey IQ as much as anything else. And and uh, so you know, I think the I think the five forwards will help. 
Yeah, and, and I and it too. And, and two years ago, Krejci helped when they put him on that top unit, the yep. power play after it struggled for a bit. So that helped them. And then their defensemen we talked about aren't great offensively, you know. So and they haven't contributed much offensively. So throw five forwards out there, especially offensive zone draws, and you know, late in a power play, and need a goal, that type of thing. I'm I'm all for it too. Uh, chair number six is David Pasternak talks have, are said to be heating up. Matt Brazal signs a eight-year deal at nine point one five average annual salary. Alex Jabrinkit extension might be coming soon with Ottawa, probably in that neighborhood too. What do you think Pasternak is getting? Okay, I'm going to tell you what I want him to get. Okay, which is right. the McAvoy contract, right? Eight at nine and a half. That's what okay. I want him to get. But right. I think it's going to be eight at eighty-eight. Okay, and I think it's going to be eight at eighty-eight as well. I think it's going to be eight for eleven per yeah. season. I think it's going to be I eight. Think so. I think it's going to be eight at the uniform number. That's what I think. Yeah. Eight at eighty-eight. Wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. Nice little bow. Boom, boom, boom. Done. Right. Eleven mil. I think it was uh, Ty Anderson who said that he's heard that the Bruins are ready to make him the franchise's you know, top paid player ever. And I think you're right. I think, you know, Matt Barzal, all, you know, f- rookie first season. Terrific. He's dynamic. I mean, he's a dynamic <laughs> offensive player. He's you a, know, di- he's a terrific offensive player, Matt Barzal. Yes. Um, yes. But, but David Pasternak was a, a sea hair away from scoring 50 right. goals. <laughs> and he would have, if, if uh, you know, there wasn't some, some things that happened there, but right. um that like we've been saying for a long time now on this podcast, those type of goal scorers do not grow on trees. They you don't. can't let those guys get away. You have to pay them. You know, he's their version of Ovechkin. He scores goals mm-hmm. and you can't let a guy who scores, you know, consistently 35 to 50 goals get away. You just can't. Yeah. So he has to be, if that's what it takes them to keep him on the team, then you, yeah, you make him the highest played paid player in franchise history. If that's what it takes. Yeah. And with David Krejci, you know, if he's healthy for the year, that's a, that's a a much better center for Parsonark to play with. So he's going to be set up. He's going to be set up on the power play. He's going to be set up by Krejci. Uh, He's going to have that chemistry, maybe with Krejci and Zaka, whatever. If Marshan slips down there at some point, whatever, he's going to have chemistry with those guys. He's going to have all the opportunities in the world to score a bunch of goals. Um, and I think he's going to want to prove, you know, that he's, you know, that he's a, should be a top paid player. I, I see him being the type of guy who would want to honor that contract. So I, I don't have any problems with him making, having that deal. I don't have at, at all. And I know that some people out there say, oh, he's one dimensional, all that stuff. Honestly, he's, he's a little bit more than one dimensional than you think. I mean, he's, he has added some physicality to his game. He has done some of the things. He's a better defensive player than he was four years ago. Yeah, like, absolutely. All of those things. So I think that um, he's more of an all-around player than you might think, and he's a point-per-game player in the postseason. So I, I think this is a, a no-brainer, to be honest. And you have to at this point because with your transition into new players and and your roster getting older, he's got to be a guy with McAvoy that you go on with. I, I honestly believe that. Um, all right. And number seven, who would you rather have to start a franchise? I saw this, saw this on Twitter uh, recently. Yeah. And the choices were Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, and Kale McCarr. This is so hard. Isn't it hard? Isn't it hard? It's it is. really, really hard. I think, oh, man. 
I'm tempted to go Makar just because he plays defense and he's out there 30 mm. minutes a night. <clears throat> um, but, uh, yeah, I think I'll go. Matthews would probably be second for me because I think he's a better all-around player than McDavid. McDavid is, yeah. is you know, a human highlight film, obviously. Right. And, right. and he's like, you know, he just does ridiculous things. He has his speed is unbelievable. But I think Matthews is a better all-around player. He's a better, you know, three-zone player, however you want to call it. Better defensive responsibility, whatever, a little more physical. Um, you know, holds up maybe a little bit better in the playoffs. Um, but I, I think I go with Makar just because I think he can he can impact the game. Um, he just, he's out there all the time. He's dynamic. He can skate like the wind. Like, he has all the attributes you would want in a, in a defenseman. He, he's pretty durable. So, um, yeah. And he's young still. So I think I go, I think I'm going Makar. You're going Makar. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I've kicked this around too. It is really hard. It, it really is. And I, and I really, I, 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 I'm, I'm going Matthews because I'm going, you know, 25 year old center. Yeah. Who's just like, so good. Like yeah. he really is. I he mean, is. Toronto's a mess and they always let you down. But it's not because of Matthews. I mean no. Matthews is the one shining light in that whole thing. And mm-hmm. um I'm going Matthews just because I have that pillar of a center for the next ten years, you know, scoring upwards of fifty goals or whatever every single year. I mean, I just and I, I'm with you on McDavid, a human highlight film, but I think that I just think that Matthews is just a little bit more of what I want now, Makar, and I get that whole thing with the defenseman, but I'm also seeing that if you have that one stud defenseman, you can still be pretty mediocre if you don't have the offense in today's NHL. So I think, I think I would, I would go. I think Matthews to me would be more valuable just as a center. And like if he was a winger, might be different, but as a center, I think. I think yeah, I mean, it's it's for me, it's like one A and one B. It's really it close. Really like I, yeah, I mean, I I could I could probably flip a coin. It's probably fifty one percent Makar and forty nine percent Matthews to me. Yeah, like yeah. I I, mean, I could go close. either way. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I mean, you can't you really can't go wrong with any of the three, honestly. Mm-hmm. So now coming down the road, it, you can have a little bit of an interesting situation with Matthews. You'd have to believe Arizona would want to be on a Matthews. Hometown. Oh yeah, Arizona's yeah. going to throw the kitchen sink at Matthews. The kitchen sink. Yes. They'll. And they'll. I, they yeah. may. They may. They may pay him. You know, he may be looking at like fifteen million a year. Fifteen, yeah. not fifty. Fifteen. Yes. Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I wouldn't doubt that. You know, Toronto might go for like McDavid. You know. Yeah. And uh, and try that. Try that whole thing or some some big. Well, yeah, I mean, Toronto, Toronto, like it's a hockey crazed market. So they're, they're going to want their superstars there. So if they lose Matthews for some reason, and I think Toronto would be willing to, to equal Toronto, I mean, uh, equal Arizona. So, um, you know, I, I don't think Matthews is going anywhere. I think Arizona will definitely try to lure him away, but I don't think he's going anywhere. He's not going to go to a team that doesn't win. Like that, it, but that. he's but he Matthews will be, in my opinion, the first fifteen million dollar player probably. probably. Um, because I right now Sagan is the top salary this season at thirteen, and 
and Panarin is at 12 and a half as the second, I believe. And I think it's like Sagan's 13. I thought it was, Sagan I thought they said McKinnon's McKinnon's extension will make him the highest paid player. Yeah, in the but league. They, well, what they're saying is the salary for this year. Oh, okay. Is like some of that, some of his average annual salary and oh. the way the salaries break down is right. kind of, you know, weird. So actual salary earned this year is Sagan at 13, which I thought that was, you know, looking back on Sagan, obviously good, great, you know, great player. Um, but I, I still don't believe he's gotten to where, no, you know, I thought he would. He's very similar you know to Taylor Hall. Pro- yes, I think yeah, in a lot, in a lot of ways together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they haven't really lived up to what you would expect them to do. Right. You know, they both had, you know, a lot of success. Um, right. You know, Hall was an MVP. You know, Sagan's been, you know, deep playoff runs. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't think either one of them really lived up to the, to what you thought they were going to be when they were drafted. No, I, I don't think so either. I mean, if you talk about like Kane and Crosby and Ovechkin and Matthews and McDavid and Dreisaitl and, you know, those guys have just had, you know, incredible seasons and cups and yeah. and long deep runs and all that. And then, you know, I Sagan and Hall has been like second tier. Guys. Sagan's fallen you know? way off, I feel like, too, in the last yeah. couple of years. Like he's not even really mentioned anymore no, with the elite no. players in the league. No, he's not. He's not. And that's um, you know, he's down, you know, in it's funny how he and Panarin and Barkov and those guys are amongst the top salary earners this season, but, and it's not, I think McDavid was fourth at 12, but, um, but yeah, Sagan, I, I saw that and I was like, boy, Sagan is not some, a guy I think of anymore, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I'm thinking about the best players in the league. Um, all right. So let's uh, do some, some predictions on okay. the NHL season. Uh, and we'll start in the Atlantic division. Uh, in your Boston Bruins first, where do you think the Bruins fall in the division? I think the Bruins are going to finish third in the okay. division. Okay. Third. I think, total? They, I think they're going to finish third. I think they will make the playoffs, and I think they will be right around a hundo. A hundo. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I like think it. I think they'll, they had 107 last year. I think this right. year they have a better team. They do have yeah. some injuries early on, so I think, you know, they – you know, they'll miss some of those guys early on. Um, but I think, you know, as the year gets on and hopefully they get healthy and stay healthy, I think they'll, you know, they're going to be a good team and they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. I'm going to go Bruins second in the, in the division with okay. 103 okay. points. And I think that Toronto will win the division and that Florida will be third and Tampa Bay fourth. I I think um, Toronto will win the division. I think Tampa will be third and Florida will be fourth. Right. I, I see, and we talked about this, you know, before we get on, is uh, Florida taking a step back. I think so, too. Trade. Yeah. You know, and I and I just, I think Uyghur was a big loss, yeah. as we talked about. And I think Huberto had 115 points, you know, and it sets up his teammates and his, you know, he was the real driver in that offense. Uh, Kachuk, I, I love, I love, yeah. and I, I love him to be on the Bruins, but I just, I don't think they're, I think they're worse than they were last year. And I think they'll hit a little bit of a, of a, uh, you know, they'll, they'll fall back a bit this season. Uh, all right. Metro 
And I, I just have to love the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. I mean, they've added on, you know, they had a hundred and some odd points last season, 116. 116. Yeah. 116. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that they're going to, and, you know, you have to believe that they're going to have, be hungry too. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that they're going to get, you know, they could get 120 points and I think they're going to, I think they're going to win that division. I think they're going to win that division. I think the Rangers will be second. I think uh, the Penguins will probably be third. And I don't know who finishes fourth. Maybe I'm going to say the Blue Jackets sneak in with okay. Johnny Goudreau. With Johnny Goudreau? Yeah, okay. they'll sneak into fourth. Okay. I'm kind of with you on that. I, I do think that uh, and I think Columbus might, you know, and, and they're talking about Patrick Laine and how he might have a big year and mm-hmm. all that. So I, I, I like that too. And I think the Devils will be better. Um, you know, the odds are showing the Islanders to be over under of 95 and a half or something. I just don't see it. I, I know they re-signed Baisal. I, I just don't see it with the Islanders. Um, so I, I'm kind of with you on the top three, though. I think that's, and I think Carolina wins that. All right, over in the West, um, let's see. Uh, Central Division. Central, yeah, the Central Division. Colorado, I'm going to go with Minnesota winning the Central. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I like the wild a lot. And uh, my bold prediction uh, is going to come up in, in, in just a little bit here and it involves the wild. Really? But I like okay. the wild. Okay. Winning. Yes. yes. Uh, I think the avalanche will win the division. I think the wild will be second. Uh, and I think third will probably be, uh, God, I don't want to say St. Louis, but I think it's going to be St. Louis. So I guess we'll say St. Louis. Yeah, and you know what? That division after the top two is just not great. I mean, Dallas is okay. Nashville's okay. St. Louis had 109 points last year and scored 311 goals. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, they had a plus 69. Yeah, I mean, Robert Thomas was dynamic last year for them. He was. Dynamic. He he was really good. Can he he repeat that? We'll see. Uh yeah, I mean I I mean I wouldn't go to Bet US. I wouldn't run to Bet US on the uh, Robert Thomas uh, <laughs> over under in points. <laughs> no no no. Uh, all right, the Pacific. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what, I am going. L.A. Kings win the division. I think the Kings are going to have a very good team. I think the Kings yeah. are going to be good this year. I'm going Calgary again. Flames. I think. Uh, Oilers will be two. I think um, the Knights will be three with Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. Jack Eichel, yeah. I think, will have a rebound year. And then I have the Kings fourth. Fourth, okay. Yeah. I, I Do you, do you, I just have a terrible feeling about Vegas. What, what I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it could go, I could, it could be disappointing for them. It could be. It could be. Yeah. It certainly could be. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I just not a big fan of you know. I, Jack Eichel has to really show something. He, he really does. He does, and or, I think their, I think their defensive system under Cassidy will be better. I think that will improve. So I think that will help him win some games. And I think Eichel will have a bounce back year. You know, a lot of times people say coming off a you know a serious injury, it's not the first year you come back. It's the second year you come back where you really start to feel kind of more like mm-hmm. yourself. So uh, I feel like he'll he'll have a, have a little bit of a bounce back year there, and uh, you know they'll they'll get into the playoffs in uh, third place. Yeah. All right. So over under ninety five and a half Bruins points. 
I'm going over. Like yeah. I said, I yeah. right around 103 ish, 105 ish. Yeah, for me. I'm 100, I think. Um, but yeah. definitely with the potential to be higher. Because uh, sure. I think I think if they if they do better than tread water early in the season, then you know I'm I'm looking at them possibly pushing to win the division. Sure. Yeah. Um, all right, and the two the two they have at the lowest Arizona and Chicago, both at 66 and a half. Are you going over or under on those? Oh. Uh, I am under on both. <laughs> yeah, I'm under on both. I think you know Colorado and Minnesota can end up with like 130 points. Yeah, I, <laughs> I also think um, this is not my bold prejection because uh, my bold prejection is bold, folks. Uh, but um, <laughs> Chicago, uh, Kane and Taves both will be on uh, different teams by the uh, by the All Star break. Okay, okay, Kane and Taves are both going to be teams. traded by the Pick by the, the teams. Uh, the pick teams. the teams. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kane. I'm going to say this is wild. Um, Kane goes to his hometown Buffalo Sabres. Okay. And uh, Taves goes to, let's say, like, I could see him going to, like, uh, I could see him going to Minnesota. Okay. For a, for, a, for a actually, you know what? They won't trade within the division. They yeah, won't do yeah. that. True. Um, true. They'll tra- they'll trade him to an Eastern Conference team. Uh, that could be like a ra- that could be a ra- like a Rangers. Rangers, yeah. That could be a Rangers or a Penguins midseason. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see. Uh, I'm gonna say Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay. Pittsburgh. Uh, I I like Kane to the Rangers. I like Kane to the Rangers. Yeah. Uh, and I like Taves to go to, um. Well, I mean, it really can't be Vegas. They have no money. You know, like uh, maybe, um, you know, maybe a team like like Detroit, if they're making. I was thinking Detroit for I was thinking Detroit for Kane actually originally. So yeah, Yeah. I could see that. I could see Detroit. They have a lot of money. Ottawa too. Ottawa, yeah. They could they could get into the mix on somebody. Yeah. Uh, And the and the and the Kings also, I think, could get into the mix for one of those guys. Yeah, there's there's another one. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I think Arizona and, and uh, Chicago are going to be absolutely terrible. Anybody else you see? Uh, uh, bottom of the barrel? On the move. No, on the move. Oh, bottom of the barrel, I, Philadelphia Flyers. Awful. Yeah. Awful. Who's the first Bruin to be traded? Uh, I'm going to say... Thomas Nosek, and then I'm going okay. to say Mike Riley. Okay. Yeah, I, I think Riley will be traded. It may be a little bit before that happens, but I think if there's a log jam there and people stay relatively healthy after McAvoy comes back and with Strawman in the mix, because I think they'll keep him, um, I think that Riley is very expendable, and I would see Riley going, although he had a terrific goal today and looked fantastic. Yeah, that was a snipe. Um, but I see Riley going for like maybe you could send him for like a third. Or like yeah, a third I think he'll go for a pick, and 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 yeah. Nosek will go for a pick also, a lower yeah, pick, and then, obviously. And then open open those uh, open that those salaries up. Then that'll give you you know five million or so to play with anyway. Um, all right, so yeah, so all right, bold prediction time. NHL bold prediction. Uh, what was your so your bold prediction for the Bruins was eight twenty goal scorers? Correct. Right. My and bold prediction. Was, oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Mine was Zaka 25 goals. Zaka 25. Yeah. yeah. So he will be one of the 20 goal scorers. 
Okay. Right. So, there you go. <laughs> right. uh, my bold prediction for the league is the Carolina Hurricanes, Brent Burns, is going to win the Norris Trophy. <laughs> okay. Brent He's gonna, Burns. He, Brent Burns is going from San Jose to Carolina. He's going to mm-hmm. be rejuvenated there. They are uh, a little bit of a wagon. They have tons of offensive talent. The D gets mm-hmm. involved quite a bit in the offense. Um, he doesn't. He's not going to have to carry the load like he had to in San Jose. Uh, I think he's going to have a little bit more freedom. You know, the team is a is really good around him. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think Brent Burns is going to be rejuvenated, and I think he's going to win the Norris Trophy. And he will help their putrid power play. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as well. So, yeah, I think that's, wow, that is bold. That, that is, is bold. bold. I mean, it's a bold prediction. That's the, that's the point yeah. of it. It's bold. It's bold. That is yeah. bold. Okay. Yeah. All right. My NHL bold prediction is 40 goals on the season for one Matthew Boldy. Let's go. Wild. Yeah. I'm fired up about that. Yeah. 40 goals for Matt Boldy. I think he's going to have a terrific second season. For Minnesota. That is bold. Be very good. That is yeah. bold. Bold for Boldy. Yeah. 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 Boldy prediction. Yeah. Yeah. I love so it boldy. though. So so boldy, I'm all in yeah. on that. So the local kid gets 40 this year and wow. really becomes a uh, you know top type of player. Um, has a Jabrinkit kind of year. I'm I love saying it. Saying it right now. Uh, all right. Go to InsideTheRank.com for Bruins Benders merchandise. Follow us on at. Bruins Benders on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, download the Inside the Rink app. And we will be back again next week with a with uh, the Bruins and the Capitals opening up the season on, on October the twelfth in Washington. Yeah, on TNT. So, uh, on TNT. So I gotta <laughs> legally stream it like I had to tonight. Awesome. Yep, yep, you Fubo guys. <laughs> Won't be getting that one, so you're going to have to go uh, grab the neighbor's cable. Yeah. Uh, All right, so have a a great week, everybody, and go Bruins. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.